start over and we're started over yeah yeah <laughs> apparently i didn't like our last intro dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that one i think was okay i think it was like when i was like let's go but like they were like and it's pfft. like nope <laughs> let's not it's like being short sheeted or something right like didn't that used to be like a prank that people would do is they would like make the bed so that like when you got in you couldn't get in your legs would get stuck it's no different than me sleeping with my dogs <laughs> but you know tis the season yeah I think I had that happen to me once. Like, one dog laid on one side and the other laid on the other. And it smashed the sheet down so tough you couldn't move. Yeah. <laughs> Do that with a 120-pound dig. That is, like, the story of my life every day now because the damn freaking hound dog cries all the goddamn time. Freaking Elvis was right. Well, you named him that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't realize it was part of the breed. And then the weirdest part is... When he gets upset and cries, if you sing him any Elvis Presley song, he calms down. <laughs> Even Blue Christmas. And that's just how he is. That's just how he rolls. That's how he rolls. And he just needs his attention. And he can't be by himself. Like, he, he can't be by himself. He feels like he needs his sisters. And so then I decided, okay, if, we, if Leo does sleep with Tuck Tuck, then at least Tuck Tuck gets her one-on-one, like, one-on-one time, because uh-huh. that's kind of her dog. But then we'll bring Nui, but then Nui decides in the middle of the night, like, I'm done sleeping on my bed. I need to sleep on your bed. And so then <laughs> she jumps up, but then she put, jumps up, and she will not jump up until the sheets have been moved over, so she has her landing spot. So then you wake up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, because she's lurking back and forth in the room, <laughs> and sometimes just... Sticks her head up. Mind you, she didn't have to get up. She just sticks her head in your face because it's at the same freaking platform level. And then she, like, sometimes she'll wedge her nose and just hit underneath the pillow until you move your head and then move the sheet. And then she'll finally jump up. And then eventually she just stretch herself out to the point where me and Rudy will be... At the very end of the bed and have it's no like place you guys to sleep. Are sleeping on about the, the size of a twin bed in your queen size. Less half of a twin size bed on our queen size bed. And then even more on top is that here comes Presley coming up the stairs. And like a little hound dog. And what does he do? He just Flops lays and flops on our feet. <laughs> and so like Rudy's feet could be up higher than my feet or whatever. And he just falls asleep and has no problem. And then you can't move. <laughs> You're locked in. Locked in. <laughs> locked in. Welcome to Embracing the Wild. I'm Abby Pagoon. And this is Audra Watley. This, oh, look, you're starting to do the accent. Audra Watley. Audra Watley. Audra Watley. I love that. Yay! <laughs> Creating cool things. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so has everybody had a fantastic, crazy, shit-filled week? This has been a great one. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Abby's in a mood, y'all. I'm in a mood. <laughs> I'm processing. Yeah, it's been a lot this week. I'm not really sure if it's um, the stuff that I'm doing. The person, I, I don't think if it's it's the stuff I'm doing, or <laughs> um, you know, if it's just up in the air because it's it seems like everyone around me is is 
processing and trying to sort out emotional stuff that's being flung back up from way past or even like deeper stuff that's coming out from the subconscious just to be released released and healed which is so fascinating because lee harris son bitch you always write like so and you know that's what i really liked about his november energy update was very much focused on the you know wrapping things up and releasing like things raising to the surface and wrapping things up and like kind of getting you to a place of where you may or may not want to be and so i've even noticed like even my husband is having an upgrade himself because he's going through a lot of the physical symptoms of it which then it's like trying to like not kind of like gauge him through it because i've been there and know what it feels like but at the same time also um honoring like okay his processing because it's like i'm like oh shit what kind of upgrades are you going for you know like in that and it's and it's also probably because of all of the work i've been doing and even in the last month and a half raising my vibration raising my frequency um changing some of the dynamics to which i approach things especially within my business and work and so it's like i can feel myself lifting up and in order for like you know, in order for even my daughter said that she wasn't feeling 100% this week. And I said, well, you know what? I wonder how much of the stuff that you're you're going through doesn't belong with the future to where we're going. Like, it's all getting cleared out. It's almost like a emotion. Like, it's almost like a spiritual purge. Yeah, so are they purging? That was the word I kept hearing. Purging. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you purging anything, my dear? She's like, um... Uh... Only if you feed me more to go purge. <laughs> she's like, she's like, second dinner, third dinner, maybe a snack before dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the snack before dinner, especially because Auntie's here, and so she's woman's gotta eat. But that's how it ends up being. Oh, okay, look at one. you got a stinky stick. Is that the stinky stick? No, it's a strip. Bit. Whoa, last one. All these fancy yum yums. Yeah. <gasps> So we used to do bark box for toys, and now we do a nature gnaw box for chewies. Ooh. So. Do they end up putting the same ones in all the time? Mm-mm. We put different ones it's every time? Yeah, it's something different every time. And do you end up saving some of the brands that you've tried and then, like, rebuy them if you really particularly like them? They're all their brands. It's just different stuff. Oh. Okay, yeah. that's a little different than the bark box. Yeah. yeah. Well, bark box is still all bark box stuff but they put different stuff in it every time right same thing with nature gnaws but there's no toys it's just chewies and um you know it'll be everything from beef chews to tendons to crunchy things to i don't know i mean she seems to be very happy with them i love (laughs) the concept of like these membership boxes because it's fun because it's like one you get a price yeah. Like, yeah. woohoo! I know you paid for it, but still, yeah. it's still exciting. It's like, it's like, what did we get to surprise you with? Woohoo! Like, and then also, it's about like finding new things that you hadn't done. Right. We had done the bark bark box for years, and we had the funny thing is, is I just bought all these crinkly toys for the dogs. So it's like, it's Doggeritos. It's a bag of yeah. Doritos, but yes. inside, but it's like crinkly Crunchy. paper. Yeah. And then inside has little tiny baby Dorito 
Halo size with the faces of or a hey oh. or whatever. And so, <laughs> and like, and then I think some of them squeak. But we got another one with potato chips, so it's like puppy chips. And then we got one that was, of course, because of my family and the Polynesians that I live with, you know, it was a Chinese to-go box. Mm. It's missing. We cannot find this thing. We have searched the house high and low, <laughs> every nook and cranny, even after deep cleaning, before we put like Thanksgiving decorations and things of that nature. Cannot find this freaking thing. Have no idea. We have the dumplings just hanging out all over the place, but we do not have a Chinese box. And I'm and, and every day one of the kids says, I still haven't found that. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I still have remotes missing from when Miko was a puppy oh five years ago now. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and I know she didn't eat all of it. Like there's no way she could have eaten all of it <laughs> no way so it's somewhere i mean i'm sure that when i move out of my house whenever that happens that i'll have five remotes that show up and... well at least one in pieces <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible i mean i i don't i don't really necessarily know what why remotes seem appetizing whatsoever mm-hmm. to dogs like if anything i think Sometimes they just grab it because they're like, I want to play with that too. And well, I, think it ha- I think it has to do with like, you've touched it, your sense on it, whatever you've been touching, whether it's food or ever, anything else that everybody touches before they touch the remote. And it's something that it takes your attention away from them. That makes sense. So they're so like, it's like vengeful, like, ha ha, I'm taking like, this. I'm taking this, so you pay attention to me. That's too funny. Yeah. I think they're actually that smart, but you know. I think that dogs, like, probably have this little thing, you know, that they all connect worldwide in their little doggy brains, and they're like, <laughs> torture the humans by taking the remotes. <laughs> is there not, like, a cartoon movie that is kind of in that philosophy of world domination with, like, <laughs> with the dogs? Um, I don't know. I know I, I know. there's the ones where they have the parties when their humans aren't home. Yeah, the pet... Um, Petopia or something. Well, the Zootopia is different, but the pet one was like, oh, it was like the Secret Life of Pets or something, right? And so then they would they would do all their thing, and then they'd end up having some kind of we have a rescue mission, we have to go do this, and it was like I think it started with a ball or something. (laughs) I have no idea, but the ball bounced out the window. I don't know, right? Yeah, but it's so funny because it's just like so much of our. Lives surround around, like, you go through your trials and tribulations during the day, but you come home and it's just like, (gasps) sweet relief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so nice. And it's so funny because Leo's still starting to realize, oh, crap, Presley's never, she gets so excited. Christmas is on its way. It's Presley's first Christmas. And I'm like, yeah, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And she just (laughs) looks at me, she's like, I don't think we can put our presents under the tree. I think he'll eat them. And I'm like, you damn right. His ass will reveal all the surprises. Like, no presents under the tree. I was like, we may not even be able to put up some decorations because he'll eat them. 
And I don't know what we're going to do. It'll be fine. And with his moose crunch behavior, he'll just wander by the tree and take a bite out of it. (laughs) Well, the worst part last year, I don't remember which dog it was, but we have have a tradition of um, all these other people have, like, elf on the shelf. Okay, guess what? (laughs) Like, no, we've been doing that for freaking years, and it wasn't an elf. It was what we call moose goose. So we have moose goose, which is a family of mooses. And the family of mooses is these little stuffed animals, but their like head is extra big. And then like their body is, it's like, it's almost like it's the beanbag sandy material. And so they're droopy bodies. So like the head's really big and then attaches their little body. And then they have little sandbag legs. So they kind of dangle and then they got a little bow on it. And then their eyes are just like the textbook eyes that you get from, you know, Hobby Lobby. And, um, and they just kind of look at you with their big old eyes and they just have this funny little face. And so we have the Moose Goose family and, you know, you have, Moose Goose's wife and the two kids and then the weird uncle. And so I don't know why he's the weird uncle. I just, like, my daughter just assumed, she's like, wait a second, whose kids belong to him? It doesn't matter. It's the family. But so we... The weird uncle. The weird uncle. And so we have all of the, you basically put the family up on the mantle. And as soon as December 1st hits, you basically, Moose Goose himself will fly across the... Where the room, the family room, the kitchen, the like whatever, the main area to which you are, and he will hide in various places. So every day the kids get up every morning and they look to find where Moose Goose is hidden. So you don't have to do with any, like, you know, Elf on the Shelf is super cute when they came out. Same concept, except the difference is it's always what is this, you know, mischiefing elf get himself into and what is happening with him and what like oh look he's trying to make cookies haha like and then there's a big old mess to clean up and whatever that drive me i think crazy so the great thing i don't want a mess no and the interesting (laughs) thing is is that moose goose has been a part of our family since i was a kid my mom had actually found these moose goose characters at a garage sale like over like probably 20 years no probably even Oh my gosh, if I'm going to almost be 40 in May, then that means she's had him for at least 37 to 40 years. You know, I don't know if she bought them before we were born or after, but apparently my dad then created the moose goose, like, flying around and hiding and things of that nature. And of course, you know, the only time the family can fly is on Christmas, on Christmas Eve, and then they hide on the tree. And the whole family hides on the tree, and then you have to find the whole family on the tree. Ah. Before it can open presents, or just you have to find them at some point? Oh, at some point. There's no restrictions on present tree. Ah, okay. Yeah. We don't, we're not those types of people. <laughs> You're like, we're not going to withhold presents. No. The, well, the, the restrictions on presents don't open up anything until we can see it. Like, part of, like, part of the giving the gift is the reaction. Yeah. Right? And so so we're big on reactions. And we don't do... Some families will just tear... Everybody opens up and tears their presents. And then, like, they're done in five minutes. We are very much take turns. Yeah. We have a hot seat. If you're not in the hot seat, then you don't get to open anything. Does that mean you have to get up every time? No. 
I mean, we just kind of assign like, okay, it's your turn. Okay, it's your turn. Okay. We used to actually like have a chair that everybody sat in the big chair, but not anymore. So we Did just... you like sitting in the the big chair? I don't remember. Okay, so that would be a no. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't remember. Well, I mean, like, because the only thing that would annoy me is once I get, you know, hey, it's Christmas morning the most of the time. I've already made all the freaking, like, everything, all the cinnamon rolls and all the things and all the coffee and the hot cocoa and all the all the fixings and then it's like okay I finally sit down on the couch where you know usually that's the time they did their stockings while I was preparing and then we sit down if I had to get up and down to get in the hot seat to open presents I'd be pissed that would like irritate I'd be like no no Mm -mm. Mm -mm. you're like I'm just gonna sit here y'all can hold those presents for as long as you want right (laughs) super 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 yeah super of course (laughs) but I mean like it's been interesting. The last week has been bringing up, you know, it, obviously the holidays bring up a lot of memories and bring up a lot of emotions anyway. Um, some like nostalgic and then some stressful, some panic, some uh, overwhelmed. But I find it interesting that it's like, it's almost like this last week has been a, just a different, it's different there's just been a lot of people, I heard a lot of stories where people were just having breakdowns or having episodes on, over Thanksgiving with family members or something, which, you know, hearing the stories now, you know, back in the day, I probably would have heard of a family member losing their shit and screaming or whatever, and then been like, well, that person's fucking crazy. And then now, <laughs> now I look at it and go, wow, look at how much healing they're like being presented to yeah. do. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, it's like what I, what I heard a lot of it was just kind of like somebody going, you know what? I, I'm just not going to stand for this anymore. Like I, you know, finally like detaching, not even deta- some of them detaching, some of them, you know, putting up boundaries, some of them just being like, you know, I don't, I don't have to do this anymore. Right. Whatever it is, you know, it, it like, you know, demanding that respect in one way or another. And I don't, I don't mean it demanding like, you know, aggressiveness, just being like, nope, this isn't going to work for us. Right. Yeah. So, well, um, I think it's interesting. I think it's important um, because it's, as we heal, there starts to become less and less that we're willing to put up with. Right. Because it affects the way our frequency and our energy um, reacts and changes. And it's like, you know, when you're trying to better your life and better yourself and you're raising that frequency and then you're constantly presented with something with a lower, denser frequency, it, it, it's almost like it defeats the purpose. And so right. some of that disconnection is really like healthy because it's like, no, you know what, that, doesn't, that energy does not align within me anymore and it bogs me down. Like I had this one podcast that I love to listen to because I like the – women in honor are a hoot and they giggle the way they giggle is infectious but it kept me up with like my worldly updates so I knew kind of what was going on and I just had this feeling where I was like no actually you can't you shouldn't be listening to this anymore yeah and it's like I I just can't anymore like yeah because every time I would listen to it I would find myself more mentally distracted or my or my energy would be a little bit more hangering and mm-hmm. dense and I wouldn't be as productive and ever since I stopped listening I've actually been way more productive mm-hmm. um 
and just really noticing that. But I, I think the one thing that really stands out to me the most that you said in the transitions that people are making with their newfound discovery or new awareness is it really comes down to choice, right? Like how many times have we talked about how it's like, okay, you have your upbringing from where you've come from, you know, the influences your parents had, grandparents making impacts, aunts, uncles, friends, family, teachers, you know, all of these different um, engagements that you had in your upbringing. Well, good, bad, and the ugly, it doesn't really matter because in the long run, you still choose what behavioral patterns or what stories you keep in your responses, in your activity, in your mindset, in your, like what you, how you're going to lead your life. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's like, I've noticed a lot of behavioral patterns within my family, now my extended family, not my immediate family. My mm -hmm. family is my children, my husband, like that, like in my mother. So like when I'm referring to as my extended family, and it's like we all do it. We all do the thing where it's, you know, someone's writing something on the list on the grocery store, like, like, hey, we need to get more bread. And then someone walks in and says, what are you talking about? There's bread in the pantry. And then he's like, no, I just looked. It's not in there. And then the next person, person's like, are you sure? And then they walk over to the pantry to double check. Like as if the last person isn't intelligent enough to see the fucking bread. <laughs> and then you go, then they go over there. They go like, you know, they go over, they look. They're like, huh, I guess we don't have any bread. Then that time someone else walked in, said, what? we don't have any bread are you sure and then they go and check it and then they repeat the same thing huh i guess we didn't have any bread and then another person walks in are you fucking kidding me we don't have any goddamn bread it's been five effing minutes and we've already got it on the list like everybody shot the blank off like <laughs> you know, but the thing is is that kind of thing used to drive me crazy and then when i sat with it i was like what was it that drives me nuts and i was like what drives me nuts is there's a lack of trust in the other individual or it's an undermining their abilities right. right and so i started and once i could identify that i actually started paying attention to how it rhythmically played out with mm -hmm. other decision making like even with my kids or my mom or different things and so now my mom sorry mom we still have to check your shit like that just <laughs> is the thing like it's not your fault you just especially she like that woman goes into an office store Oh my God, she'll just be like, Oh, I like these. Like, and then she'll end up having an abundant. Like, it's just, I can't tell you how many times the woman has bought like vinegar or Windex. And then it was like, it took us 10 years to get rid of like, <laughs> all, whatever. The 17 bottles. Yes. Right. Like, and it wasn't, and it's not like she wasn't collecting it. It was just that every time she keeps thinking, We must, oh, be, out we must be out of this. Yes. Let's and then have some more. Right. Exactly. Comet. Comet was a big one. Comet. Like, Comet was always a big one. Now we, no, uh. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And so, not only so chemical, I was like, that one, these are the last ones you will ever have. Like, make them last. So, <laughs> so, but it's really more of the fact of like what it was teaching. It was teaching you to override and micromanage. Mm -hmm. It was also teaching not the individual accountability on writing it on the list as self discovery, like all these different yeah. types of behavioral problems. And so then I decided, like, I don't want to do these things with our anymore and I have to really mindfully make sure I don't double check somebody 
after now my kids on the other hand they're more habitual and they're more free-flowing so they had broken the ties with it where me on the other hand I still have to go believe them believe them believe them like and just and then and then eventually I just relax and I'm fine with it but it's also kind of the thing of that <laughs> that's when you go to the cabinet and you're like oh I was looking to see if we had Fritos yeah. <laughs> and pick something up I don't fib so it's like I don't even like, I was just checking to see what we didn't have See, and I, I don't even fib on stuff because, like, you know, like the, the little kid that wants another cookie and it's like, nobody, you can't have any cookies. Like, parents normally would say, hey, there aren't any. And, yeah. like, and really it's like, no, they're right there. They're right you just there. can't have any. And I'm the person that's like, you can't have any because you just had one. Yeah. Like, no. You hit like, your limit. Yeah, yeah, you're done. And so, but it's, it's really also, like, the behavioral patterns, like, what you – think you were supposed to be or how your family like how you respond from the family dynamic so therefore you continue behave behaving that way like even my uncle every single person in my family my aunt my uncle my mom my cousins they just brush it off when billy like when billy acts like billy and they go oh that's just billy but then it's like, but the things are irritating you and they're bothering you and you're not even verbalizing it. And then some of people do try and verbalize it, but then he just, he doesn't even receive or whatever. Well then, in my opinion, create bigger, create your boundaries. But instead everyone just sits so used to sweeping it under the rug that they're just like, oh, he's just like that. He has a good heart. And it's like, well, if he has a good heart, he should care more on how other people are perceiving him, receiving him and how he's received. And like, but that's just my opinion. And that's yeah. how I need, and that's how I have to process with it. Right. But at the same time, like, I wasn't raised with him. He's not my brother. Yeah. So I, you know, my aunt and my uncle and my mom, they all react that way. Okay, well, yeah, that's how they deal. But that does not mean that's how I have to deal. Right. And so it's different. Well, yeah, family's always hard because, you know, it's, it's one of those things like you they're family, right? And so you feel like you're stuck with them even if you don't like them. <laughs> but you do have choice. And that's why I say you have choice in being there. You have choice in spending time with them. And, you, you know, for me, and I know a lot of people, it's like, yes, you choose to spend time with them because they're not always going to be around or whatever it is. But then there are situations where choosing not to is the healthier option for everybody. Right. Right. And you just have to, you know... Land and determine on what that is for you. Right. What? How much you're willing uh, to tolerate other, if it kind you of, are. kind of cracked me up because, you know, one of the things that irritated me over Thanksgiving was so the, the, the door handle to the shop, it sticks. And mm-hmm. so it's like when you turn it, it gets to the end and then you have to turn it just a little bit harder to actually get it to open. But I went out there and it was locked and I said, I need the keys. It's locked. And they were like, it's not locked. You just have to turn it harder. And I'm like, no, it's locked. I need the keys. I don't know how many times I said, no, it's locked. I need the keys. And they told me it wasn't. And then three other people told me they that it wasn't. And so I was like, here's an idea. Why don't you go all line up and try it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is locked. Yeah, you probably need the keys. <laughs> winner, winner. <laughs> yeah. But at some point, you just kind of have to laugh about it, I think, or... I think it's it's also the behavioral trait of like, you know, okay, well, just because your mom did something a certain way or your dad did something a certain way, 
and then it becomes a learned behavior, right? Then too, so many people get stuck into the perpetuating cycle of repeating the learned behavior, right. not realizing it's a choice of continuing it, right? And so it's like, sometimes it's like, it's so interesting because I've had people, you know, in the past, like especially with my, with my background with the abuse from my dad, you know, I've had people come like to, out of the woodwork in the family to try and like provide insight and information on, you know, why he is the way he is, you know, just to, tr I think feel, them sharing that story makes them feel better, mm -hmm. which is fine. And that's great. And so I don't know if they were trying to, this, ha this happened probably, this happened after my um, dad's father passed away and at his funeral. And so we were already um, partially estranged, but not fully estranged yet. And the family um, that we didn't know actually came out of the woodwork and basically wanted to tell the family story of, you know, hey, these are the events that occurred. These are the things that happened. When my sister and I were in our very young youth and did not have any recollection whatsoever because, you know, a lot of that memory hadn't yeah, had started yet. Right. And so um, it was very interesting because we learned about some of the family dynamic and some of the, you know, sibling rivalry or like, or I shouldn't say rivalry, I should say like more disagreement um, and how, you know, where there were lies told that weren't true because of trying to keep separation and divide with certain family members, right? And so it was interesting because as they like came to the surface, you know, they, they really like, well, we really just want you to understand why he is the way he is or whatever. Now, I don't know if they were trying to repair relationship or if they were just hoping to provide insight so that we had some, it, all the information um, or at least part of the information. I mean, honestly, it didn't change anything. Um, but at the same time, it was nice to have like kind of more of the timeline and the like, wow, okay, interesting. I did not know a lot of these family secrets, but it was really like, it really came down to, you know, it's like, you know, that's all sudden good. And like, I appreciate them coming out and sharing and telling us so that we, you know, it was like a cloud just disappeared because it used to hang overhead because you always wondered what the hell happened. And then, right. hey, that story got told, so then it was released, right? right? Like, like the cloud dissipated. But more importantly, it was like the behaviors of, that my father continued to choose to do. Like, you know, it's like, hey, he was an abusive man. I strongly have decided, I strongly chose not to do that to my children. I chose to break those ties. I chose to not react in an ill manner that would create trauma for my kids because I didn't want to reflect that onto them. And I find that no different than identifying some of the behavioral traits, even the tiny pantry checking ones, <laughs> and like really diving in and feeling into that. Like where did the emotion come from? What does that feel like? Why, why did that end up being an irritation and to me with the with the pantries thing it came down to trusting the individual to which the information came from and also hindering like just even some of the accountability me measures but yeah. i don't know well I, yeah for me it comes down to like oh gosh that those particular scenarios of being like you know what does my word not matter 
Like, does what I have to say not matter? Because you don't believe me when I tell you things like the freaking door's locked. You know? Right. <laughs> right? Being heard is a huge one. Right? It's like just being heard. And, you know, it's sometimes, you know, like I said, that was really simple. And it, in the end, I can laugh about it. But in the moment, I'm like, you are not listening. You know? Right. <laughs> Um, that sort of thing, but it's, I think that we all go through and you were talking about your dad and like getting the, the picture behind the picture. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's like when I started doing that work and I started looking at the circumstances from which my mom and dad came from, it's like doing that work. It wasn't about my childhood because it didn't change like my experience as a child, but it did change my perception as an adult of what the adults were doing in the scenario and whatever I made it mean as a child. Right. Right. So it was, you know, very healing to be able to be like, you know, that doesn't mean it's okay. Doesn't, I mean, I can forgive them just because I choose to forgive them or whatever it was. But at the same time, it's like, it doesn't make it okay. Um, But at the same time, I can see their wounds and why their wounds caused them to have the behavior that they had. Right. Right. Like I, I, one of the things that I starting to identify and I'm, really working towards it because I even called my energy healer today to just say like hey I need help shifting this out right because like that's what she's so good at she's so good at doing maze is incredible and so I what I I had to text her and say hey I could feel this lingering like it affected my sleep like the issues with my family from this week was affecting my sleep again. It made me even feel, I didn't regress back to some of the work that I had done in the last month, but like it really triggered and traumatized a lot of my self-worth and a lot of my, it you know, understanding of, hey, my connection of who I am and what I'm about and not being heard or saying like when I have an emotion, I'm not allowed to have the emotion because then I become a, problematic like I'm problematic or I'm not communicating and it was like no I'm expressing and feel like I'm not being heard I'm also I'm also seeing a bigger picture and I even had discussions with my mom because I I, and I believe my mom is in agreement with me to to at least 90 percent of saying like we're looking at and seeing a bigger picture down the long road my mom was in was a counselor and helping people you know, with their addictions and getting their family lives back together for years, she sacrificed so many years of her life helping others, right? And, you know, and it was one of those things where she she's always been able to help people work through traumas and work through having to deal that stuff. She can see a bigger picture. I, that's one of my skill sets. I can see a bigger picture on, hey, here's trauma that's being created that doesn't need to be done, especially to future generations. Can we pay attention to, you know, the difference between accountability versus the difference of consequence? Consequences have punishment tendencies that can create residual resentment and then create a bigger problem down the road. Where accountability is, you know, obviously saying, hey, we've got to, have our lines and then here's our rules and regulations and da 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 of course consequences have to come into play at a certain point but if they come in too quickly then it creates more harm than it does good and then people or if they don't come in at all right right <laughs> well and that well and that and that's the thing is like I, I know that they're trying to prevent things running amok so but at the same time just even me expressing hey we need to call this more accountability than consequences and then was told it was semantics 
And it was like, okay, you... Because I don't have differentiation between the words. Correct. Yeah. And the the thing is, is it's also because they're incapable of understanding... I don't... I shouldn't say that they're incapable. It's just that they're not familiarized with understanding the energetics behind intent or... Um, or how it's connected or how it's going to like go through. And a lot of that has to do with the generation to which they were born. They were born in the generation where, you know, you had to suck it up buttercup or tough shit, you know, and deal. Right. And so it, in it, like I've heard these words from people numerous times and it was like, just because it's how you raise does not mean you have to continue that pattern. But then it's also identifying, you know, what are they even capable of even hearing or understanding? They can't. You know, maybe a, per, a part of my, maybe a part of my place in this family is to be able to pave the way for the next generation because I already did that with college. I mean, I did things. Every single one of us was supposed to go to a four-year college. It's supposed to do the sorority thing. It's supposed to do like I mean, like I mean, the whole damn family went to the same freaking school practically. Like I mean. And when it came time for me, I was like, no, actually that doesn't align with who I am or what I'm about. And actually I think I want to go over here. Yeah. And so I did things rogue. I did things differently. And in doing so, I do feel like that helped when my cousins would choose a different path. I had already done the worst because I broke the traditional change. But then what, but what happened with that was then when others did something different, my grandparents didn't have an outrageous reaction where with me, it was an outrageous reaction. I would really like to not be the person that always causes the outrageous reactions because I'm not doing anything that's problematic. I'm actually identifying where there's change needed within systems in place. Right. Or lack their systems, of lack thereof, and hey, by the way, we need to maybe yeah. think, rethink this. But then it's then it comes down to not being heard, or you know, even because there's a generational difference, you know, like jokes of them not being around and us having to deal with it, and it's kind of like, yeah, but did you ever think that if you treat us a certain way, you're giving us permission to treat your children that way, and that's not correct? Yeah. But they can't see those things. So then that means I have to internally dig deep and say, okay, what are the traumas within myself that are getting like triggered triggered and activated and woken up? And I was like, and I know, I know that from my past, that's really what it has to do with. It really has to deal with that because being in my higher self and being in my, in my soul energy, my essence of who I am. It shouldn't consume me the way that it is. There shouldn't be anger and resentment and whatever. If anything, I should be like, oh, poor babies. You can't figure it out yet. It's okay. You will. Well, stop shitting on yourself because obviously there's a reason that that reaction is there. Right. And sometimes that, you know, especially when there's what I call justifiable anger. Right. right? Mine's like justifiable you're, anger. You're trying to right a wrong. Like you're trying to right something so that you know, your younger cousins, the next generation doesn't have to live with, you know, rules. And they're not even rules. Right? Ramifications, Ramifications of people's actions. Of people's, of people's actions. poor actions right. earlier in life. Right. Um, 
and you know in the in the end it's kind of like you know we were talking about it's like you do have choice and putting yourself in there, but sometimes the choice is, no, I'm going to stand up for what's right. Mm-hmm. And and that's where I say, you know, allowing that anger to expand you so that you can see a path forward of what's actually right and justifiable and, you know, take action. And you may have to take action over and over again. It may take you years to sort out whatever it is, but at the same time, you know, it's it you can throw up your hands and walk away. Right, you know, but there, but but there's a lot of things that don't sit well with walking away from it. Absolutely, and I, but I think, but I think that also has to do with like the legacy that was created, and my husband very much is so mm-hmm. understanding of the legacy to which my grandfather was and what mm-hmm. he created, and he saw so much heart in what it was, and so I think he also equally is as hurt as I am that um, there's only seems to be like one person that's really one person outside of ourselves that are really trying to live that way. Um, they may talk the talk. The others might talk the talk. Now the grandkids, they all got it. They all are good. They all like, it's, yeah. they all, I mean, the well, simplest it's a different generation. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a different generation, but, um, also I'm curious to like, you know, some of these things, it's like, you know what, we need to open this up and have it be more of a family dynamic in my opinion. But at the same time, it might be a waiting period. And now, now the decision is, okay, do we proceed forward? Do we cut ties? Um, I don't know what happens, but it's a, but it's a choice. Yeah. I was going to say, but it becomes a choice. Becomes a choice. And, and, um, you know, one of the things that I really distinguished for myself early on, like what's a choice versus a decision. A lot of people, you know, make decisions or you'll even hear a lot of people in, you know, mindset stuff that they're like, make a decision and stick with it. And, you know, a decision, like literally the word, the, you know, the Latin in the middle of the word is size, which means cut. And so when you cut away all the, your other options and that's your only option, that's a decision. But choice means you have a field of choices. You can stay, you can go, and that's always there. Right. Right. Um, so it's like you don't have to make the choice right now, right? The second the choice may be stay. Where, you know, next year it may be like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, no, we're done. Right. We, we can, you know, utilize our time, money, and energy elsewhere. Right. Or whatever it is. You right. know, but, but it's like until you get to where there are other options, then you really don't have choice in it. Right. You know, it's, it, I did the same thing recently with my business. It's like I had made the decision to create something and had basically poured all of my eggs into one basket thinking that was the only way that I would be able to expand the business. Like that was its like ride or die, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden with a lot of the work we've been doing over the last month of just like shifting some of our subconscious thinking and um, and conscious thinking, like, but at the same time it really, all of a sudden I realized, oh my God, I could do this a lot differently. And even went into a different direction to where I'm expanding things out where I'm like, I really like where this is going. And then it's like, oh, and now that fulfills not only things that would have bothered me that, you know, if, you know, on price points, right? You know, making sure your value for your prices and raise your price. Like, like some, I don't have an issue of knowing my value on my prices, but at the same time, I do know that I need to have higher value packages for the time I put into things. But at the same time, it's like, okay, wait a second. The app will cover that, like, that will make me feel eased. 
right? It's like, here's the new packages that I have coming. And then for those that can't afford those things, I still have my other one and it's fine. And so I feel so much better. It's like so much had lifted from it because for a while it felt like the app was getting stagnant and just like wasn't going to happen. And it's like we kept, you know, hitting it over again. And it just was, it's just would have one issue after the next. And then all of a sudden, as soon as I did and shifted my mind to a different direction, all of a sudden the dense vibration of the app being created left and it was like, Oh, I can breathe. Like it, you know, and then I was like, okay, that's going to be on its own when it's supposed to be. And we'll just see what happens. And now I can just focus on all these other new developing things and really get my mindset and excited about those things and really put intent behind what I'm doing because so much of us have a tendency to not share all of our awesomeness in the work that we do. Right. Or, or, you know, I think that what I've been bumping up against lately is that, you know, it's like what I charge for as a service, like, you know, acupuncture or whatever it is. It's like, you know, charging for that service. They're getting so many things that aren't that. And I didn't realize like how much I did that wasn't that Mm -hmm. until I had someone that that's all they did. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And so it was really enlightening for me to be like, oh, yeah, that was my original training. And what I do is so much bigger than, you know, the, the original service that I was charging for. Right. And so, you know, I, I think I'm, like I said, bumping up against, like, what does it look like to actually charge for what I really do? Mm-hmm. And how do I even define that? Right. Well, and I think, I think a lot of, it's just, it's so much because it's discovery of self, discovery of self-worth, trying to figure out exactly where is that going? I think the where yeah. is it going sometimes is the is my delay occasionally in making the choice or the like or going in a certain direction because I'm like I don't know where that's going to go. When I have a great wave of like the potent awesome quantum energy field of like this is amazing and like just jump like and then it's yeah. like jump before it leaves like like that <laughs> kind of thing catch it yes it's ride like, the wave ride yes. the wave now or it's gone yeah. and then and i have done that so many times where i've actually had this amazing like rode the idea and then all of a sudden i didn't act when i was supposed to because of hesitation or like i don't know where this is gonna go and then next thing you know the whole thing's gone you're like flat done right I, yeah where did that go right well so so i decided to like jump onto our town like small town little christmas parade which i'm trying to entangle you and throwing candy at children and yeah. so <laughs> and so which it, i need to talk to you about because i think my mom wants to come over and do some thing that night i i so she can come with us <laughs> well no i think she wants to go to to an event and a concert and some oh, other fun. stuff and, I'm and do like, some christmas thingies yeah that's fun yeah. well so like my whole thing is is like okay go like go to the event i had like all of a sudden i had this idea like saw the thing pop up and i was like let's check out to see how much you can register your business for and i was like that's not bad let's do that and then, and then I was like, that could be fun. And I sat in dream world and I asked one of the kids and then I, you know, said to Kai and it's like, Hey, instead of going to the parade, how'd you like to be in the parade? I want to be in the parade. Like, and then it was like all excitement and I can see him like tagging other kids in the head with candy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But like, but then here I rode this wave of all the excitement. Then all of a sudden 
you know, I was like, okay, I'll sign up, like, before the deadline or whatever. I'll give it, like, some time to, like, think about it, whatever. And so then, and then I did finally register for it, and then my mind went, rut roll. And I was like, why am I feeling rut roll? And I was like, no, because it's, like, putting yourself out there and being fully exposed. And then, oh, hey, by the way, you have no idea how much candy you're going to need. You can run out in the first block. <laughs> like, but that's like, okay. Just throw one. Just, one at a time. Just, I don't like. know. I don't know how much. I think I ordered, like, 15 pounds of soft peppermint circles. <laughs> right? Because I was, I was like, I don't know. And then I got, like... You know, the two last bags of Halloween candy, like, you know, that, like, that I was like, okay, well, here's some chocolate, and then, you know, get out your promotional cards, because you gotta hand those suckers out, when most people are just gonna throw them away, so then I was like, okay, let's get little goodie bags to put the cards in with the candy, and then that way they, like, have it together, and, yeah, so it was just... It was, it's been a lot more than an endeavor than I had anticipated, but at the same time, I'm like, it's, my kids are excited about it. Yeah. Like, they're having fun about it. I even ordered Bertha, like, an LED reindeer ears with a tail and nose and all the things. So, I'm like, oh so super cute. I'm like, okay. And then somebody's like, oh, it's going to be dark. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be dark. I'm like, crap. How would we light her up? I don't even know how to begin... Like, I would think the street would have enough lights where it won't be an issue, but... I was going to say, either... Like, LED underneath the truck to light the bottom? uh, Either that or just string um, solar lights. Make sure you charge it up good. Yeah. And solar lights around the bed or around the windows or however you you would do it. I don't know how you would decorate that, per se, but... I don't know. There's get options. Creative. Yeah. You get creative. Well, I mean, it's supposed to, and I, and I didn't really, I wasn't even thinking of like, okay, I get it. It's Christmas. They have a theme. I don't know what the theme is. I don't really care. I'm just kind of like, let's just wear Christmas hats and our Christmas things and like go out and hand out things and just like have a good old time with it and just yeah. like, and just be in the moment. So, um, well, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think. You know, like, of course, my mom can just sit in the truck and just wave at people and yeah. be warm. And then hopefully my husband won't run anyone over with her truck. So, like. <laughs> <laughs> and you can sit on the back and throw candy. No, he's. Well, I'm, well, and actually, I'm like, I don't think I want to sit on the back and throw candy because then they won't see the back of the truck. So then I'm oh. like, I think we'll just walk around the truck okay. and hand out candy. There you go. Obviously, Kai would have to be in the back so he doesn't get run over by Rudy, but like, because I could totally imagine him being like, yay, then, like, like, oh dear. Kai, get out of the way. Like, yeah. So then we'll have to figure out how that yeah. technically works. works. So he'll have to be, he'll probably have to be a back runner for that, I would assume. Yeah. So, but it'll, it's, it's fun because it's like we're trying new things, we're trying to expand. And we're doing it together. That's what I like the most is That's awesome. growing together, even with, you know, family up and downs or just changing behaviors in the house. But it's about identifying and working through them as a family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see what happens when they get married. <laughs> Your kids? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows they're, they're going to bring home. <laughs> this is true. You it never true. know. You never know. Just, just hope and pray you like them. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking 
is the way we're going right now, if we keep being like working on the issues and talking through the issues and doing all that stuff, I would assume that they would come home with people that we generally would like. I think the only one that we'd be concerned about is Kai. <laughs> Leo and I are very concerned on what what person he will find. Out or what there. person will find him. <laughs> it could happen either way. That kid's a lot. Uh, but he's awesome. He is he's kinda weird. I like him. He's good. Yeah. He's good. Well go out and embrace the experience. Yeah. Of life. Uh-huh. Be wild. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>